uh, we've seen other competitors and friends go through that, right? You know, the issues with the gut and your body, you're pushing yourself, but it's not changing the way you want to and things just don't feel right. The best decision is to not bring yourself into a worse place and prep will naturally bring you there. Good morning. We are bright and early today, listeners, for episode 30 of the Overall Package Podcast. 30, that's so exciting. 30 is always a big one. Yeah, I know. It's like, and in the age too, when you turn 30, that's a big one. Um, We're going to be talking about body image today. But first of all, how is everybody doing? Anybody got any exciting fitness updates? Uh, Gabby, cough, cough, who's in breath. His <laughs> face is starting to look really dead. Yeah. Um, I'm. It's actually going really well. And I'll tell you, because I was going to update you guys, but I was like, oh, we're going to talk tomorrow anyways um, on the podcast. But like, you know, when you get to a certain point, you're seeing changes happen, but it's still not happening fast enough. And so you're like, oh, I'm going to push like a hundred times harder. Well, yeah. We did that and it's feeling really, really good today. And I ended up changing like changing after my cardio and kind of hitting a back pose in a certain light. And I'm starting to see some more lines. And I was like, yes, it's happening. Nice. Is it like it's starting to feel like real and possible and everything? Yes, it's possible. That's exactly it. It's not hundred percent there, but yeah, you can see where the muscle has been developed and it's just like, okay, we're really gonna do this. Because I'm sure both of you know, and all the listeners know that certain points in prep, it's like, I'm going to win one day. You're saying that to yourself. And the next day, you're like, I don't even think I deserve to be on stage. That's so oh, yeah. literally accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and both things are just, it's like too excessive. Like you should be somewhere, maybe chilling a little bit in the middle, not worrying about either of those things. But yeah, it's, it's one back and forth at this point in prep, but. I don't know. I'm feeling really good. <laughs> good. Well, I promise you deserve to be on stage. Um, so don't worry about that. Oh, I'm getting really excited to see you on stage because your suit is going to be like an upgraded color and your package is going to be completely different. Like it's been years of building. So, and you're leaner than like you're leaner in different areas than you were before yeah it's it's different how how that changes every prep and it's it's just fascinating that's why we do this right it's so exciting to watch so I'm excited to have you guys there too I hope you both can be yeah. oh, of oh that's what I wanted to ask you guys are you guys planning on going to the Vancouver regionals and Vancouver pro show the next weekend I for sure oh. am because I'm competing in one and then I'll volunteer for the other most likely Okay. I don't think I'll compete in that following weekend. I, I really want to be there and watch. Okay. It'll motivate me for the next month. What's the date on those again? July 8th and 9th for the regionals. And, and then, then 16th for the pro mm-hmm. show. I'll try to make it work, but either way, like I would rather come see you compete, Gabby. Then appreciate you. So if I can only do one, I'll come to that one. For sure. 
Yeah, I'm fucking coming. <laughs> I'm in the same boat because I have clients in the regional show and and Gabby's in the regional show. So like, you know, I feel like if I'm going to go to one, it's the one I want to go to. But um I don't want to not go to the pro show, but I mean, damn, it's like seven hundred or eight hundred dollars each time I go over with a hotel and ferry and gas. Yeah, the only reason I wouldn't be able to swing both is just because I'll be starting a new job so I'm not too sure what my schedule is going to look like that's mm-hmm. the only reason but it's I feel you Allison like too. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's crazy um but yeah Allison it's fucking expensive like the fairies like just hacks on so much and then yeah um Gabby did you go to that show last year I uh, yeah I volunteered at both each weekend because for me it's not as far I mean you drove yeah I drove so it's to listeners it's about an I don't know like 45 minute drive for me it's definitely closer to Vancouver but it's still not in the city it's outside of the city are you gonna stay at the hotel the night before the show that should be determined but probably should happen yeah when I booked really early in advance it was only $200 a night and it's a huge it's like the size of like a full one-bedroom apartment so we could they share are and, big. and you yeah they're massive and so we could share and you think you wouldn't be like overwhelmed with somebody being in your space or something so it's kind of like the flashback to 2021 but no no it'd be good I think that would be my plan probably for that weekend let's look into it because that would save me money too <laughs> for yeah. sure yeah, I really want to go to the pro show though but same. guys we got to be there because we got to be representing on stage <laughs> I know that's just it I I don't uh we would only be like what would we be doing the trophies at the oh. pro qualifier not the pro show yeah Michelle asked okay. if we could do for both but that's a totally you know, that's up to you guys. If you're able to be there, I, I, I'm going to hundred percent do it. Cause I loved it so much last year. It was a really good experience. Yeah. I, I would like to come. I'm going to try for sure. <laughs> yeah. When you start a new job, you can always just say like, Hey, FYI, I've had these dates booked for like six months and just, let yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only thing is, is like, <laughs> until they listen to the podcast and hear that. <laughs> yeah no but we have been talking about it for like you know months on end so it's not yeah no we have you know untrue but yeah okay well we'll chat further because if that's the case then I will tell them about that date yes and everyone who can come either compete in van pro or come watch it it's such a good show it was so exciting Yes, it is a little far away from the main city, but um, Abbotsford, the city it's in, has its own airport too. So it is pretty accessible internationally. And it was so much fun. Like the men's bodybuilding show was the highlight for me. The pro bodybuilding show was just so exciting. Oh, I love watching men's pro yeah. shows. It was so good. Oh, it was amazing. Do you remember last, last year I got like all these amazing pictures from backstage of like all the pros. Yeah, they looked so cool. Yes. Um, I should almost look at a flight because man, like the ferry door to door, it's like an eight hour trip, first of all. Just fly it. And it's, co- yeah, I'm probably going to have to just fly. And then I don't know, maybe you could pick me up from the airport or something in Abbotsford, but it's so close. Know. It's really close by. And I honestly, if anyone is understanding from British Columbia where we live, like 
the ferry has just gotten worse and worse. It's very inconsistent too. Sometimes it just doesn't run. <laughs> yeah, and it's so long. You have to wait two extra sailings. Like it's not a convenient method of travel. So sometimes when I go back to see my family, I just fly to. It's it's easier. Okay, serious serious question, you guys. And I don't really even mind asking this on the podcast because um, it's actually related to our sport. I know that there are some coaches that literally say in their contract with their clients, if you want me at your show and you're the only client, like you have to pay for it. If I have more than one client, the cost for me to be at the show is like automatically split between clients. Um, And it's just like when you sign up for prep, like you are under the presumption that you're paying. And so I guess I just wonder what it's like for you guys like do you have you heard anything about that because on and on one hand when I went to the van pro show last year like one of my clients just literally gave me an extra 200 bucks and was like you spent so much money to be here and I was like oh well thank you um because I don't charge my client like but I want to but I just don't really know how to approach that like do you do either of you know a lot about that I feel like if you this is just my own personal opinion because I've never like been faced with that with a coach um or I've never had, I've never charged somebody before because I've just been going already. But yeah. I feel like if you're going to the show already, like, I, that's a hard one, actually. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like if you're going, like, far to see one client, then, like, yeah, I think it's fair. Because, mm-hmm. like, as a photographer, like, let's say you're shooting someone's wedding, like, if you're hiring a photographer, like you're paying for them to come there too. Like they're not paying out of pocket to come to your wedding. That's what I was going to say is like, it probably, if this is something you feel to be the best coach you can and to be doing everything you need to, I would include that sort of in the initial pricing. Like how much would it realistically cost for you to be at that show? And we're talking local shows here, not necessarily I'm flying to Toronto or I'm flying to somewhere else for you. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'd want to price that in if you felt that you needed to be there in person to be the best coach possible. Otherwise, just I would share with them how you don't feel you actually need to be there to be the best coach possible, if that makes sense. That's just it. If I'm not not doing their hair or makeup or anything like that, it's um, like you you don't really need to be there on show day. Yeah. it's so nice if you are like you don't want to let them feel da- like feel like you're letting them down either by not being there um but I guess I was just wondering because it's like a huge cost like like the regional show for example um I'm 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 going because I have two cli- clients in the show is is my thought or like I'm planning on going but um yeah it is like for me to get my my hotel ferry gas um ticket to watch the show like it's like an 800 dollar trip at least yeah it's expensive you know? but I think like if you were going to do that I think Gabby's right like you kind of have to put it out there like initially right away and yeah then the client can choose if they want to maybe yeah. you could have like a little side add-on where like they just pay it and then it'll guarantee that you're at their show something yeah and have those expectations set um the other thing I was going to mention is your clients are aware that you have you know a full-time eight to four super busy job 
And a lot of the coaches that are there at shows, that is their primary job. Like they have a number of clients in their shows and like their whole hustle is personal training or coaching. So it it only makes sense for them to be there where it's like for you, it's a huge thing. Like it's actually a really big step. So yeah, I would just keep, like- keep that in mind and let remind them to say, look, like it's actually a lot for me and I, I will still be able to um, be the best coach for you possible, but it may not involve me be there in person on your show day yeah I know I've got to think about it because I'm like well how much do you make from a prep um like I don't need to like disclose my prep prices but like for the amount that I would have to pay for the show is like pushing what one of my clients is paying for a prep so it's like Mm -hmm. you don't want it to cancel each other out and exactly you know what I mean yeah but Anyway, so yeah, that was just something I wanted to ask about because I'm sure that that's something that m- some listeners might not know either. Like when I asked one of my other friends, she just said, oh, it's in my it's in my coach's contract if I'm the only client and I say I want him to be there, I have to pay for him to be there. Mm-hmm. And if there's more than one client, I automatically have to pay half of his like flight and hotel. <laughs> totally. That makes sense. I mean, if it's in your contract, like, and you sign yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Allison, you have some fitness updates for us as well. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about them. Okay. Well, (laughs) if you're not ready to specifically (laughs) disclose, you can also just bring it into today's conversation because I feel like it's super relevant. Yeah. So like, I mean, I could say, I just don't think that it is. There are many, many reasons. Um, Many. Like, I mean, I, I... typed out this massive basically essay to the two of you guys on like why I don't think I should prep this year and I will say that um it's just very hard on the body and I don't think my body is in a place to handle it right now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also like I shouldn't if my ankle is swollen and sore after two hour walk like what is doing cardio every day for the next five months and leg training two to three times a week for the next five months going to do to my ankle? Like it's and not being able to fully recover the way that you yes. are. Yeah. Major key. And like if it's swollen and sore all of the time, like what if sure I could push through this prep. I know that I could, but what if I, I know that I would damage my ankle for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's like definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, And the other part of it is I just don't think mentally I want to push my body to the extremes of stage lean right now. Like I just, there's a lot that goes into the thoughts of that. Um, Yeah. So I just don't think that it's the right time for me to be prepping for a show. And it's really sad in one hand because it's, I guess I feel like this may be something that lasts a long time. Like I may not ever want to get to a point again of like wanting to put my body through a prep. Um, I I think that it's so soon to determine that I would focus yeah. on now in this year, in this season, yeah. I, you know how much you love the sport and it, the stage yeah. really is always there. It doesn't matter. Like we've seen our friends become pros and you know, even pros, some pro winners at ages that are 40 and above, you, you have no idea. There's no such thing as 
Hey, this is never. it. I it's know. Now or never. I know. I, I, I feel like I definitely like want to get back on stage again. I love it. But um, yeah, in the, I guess, just thinking about today's topic, which is body image. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to have your body change that much from extremely lean to like normal, you know? Um, yeah, and is. I've been doing it for six years now. And I'm like, okay, is this the sixth time that I want to go get like lose 20 pounds? Like, you know, I guess I'm just really don't think my, I want to do that to my body right now. So, yeah. And it's, it's not just lose 20 pounds. It's lose 20 pounds from a place that's like in a healthy good place it's not 20 pounds from like oh I'm pushing the to the side of obese no you're 20 pounds in a really good place so yeah that's just it like okay I mean I guess we're just fully getting into it but like I am in a healthy body objectively I went and got my blood work done it was normal my thyroid came back normal Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel normal like something is seems to be going on with my body. Like, like, again, I will go eat a cheat meal. Like anyone else will go have a burger and fries because that's a normal thing to do or just go out and have like tacos or something. And my body will gain three or four pounds. It'll stay up all week and it'll look so different. It'll look like I've gained three or four pounds and not just water. Like, and it's really messing with my head. It's Mm -hmm. really like messing with my body image And my coach says it's probably just a stress response. Like I'm probably just so stressed about the fact that every time I would go eat this, but on the other hand, I feel very relaxed and very like happy and like comfortable to just go and enjoy food. So I can't really imagine that my body would be having a response like that, but (laughs) something just doesn't feel right. And it's to the point now where if your body isn't like, if you can't trust your body to respond in a normal way like you almost gain a fear of it mm-hmm. like um, and also too like when you're in prep your body is going to be so sensitive like way more sensitive to those things so what's going to happen when you're like deep in a prep if this is an issue now like yeah. is it going to only get worse because yeah sometimes I've had preps where like <clears throat> I've woken up in the morning and like I look like I'm, and I'm not even exaggerating. I look like I'm like seven months pregnant and that only happens to me during prep sometimes. Right. So it's like, if you're already dealing with gut issues, like what's going to happen once you're like deep in a prep. Right. Yeah. And I know that my blood work came back. So here's the thing when doctors, doctors, regular doctors read blood work nine times out of 10, they just go, Oh, well, that your test is in the normal range, your estrogen's in the normal range, your progesterone's in the normal range, your red blood cell count is in the normal range, but it's not just if they're in the normal range, it's also their ratios to each other. Uh-huh. So how much estrogen versus progesterone do you have? Um, they might both show up in the normal range, but does that mean that they are in a good balance with each other? So I think that I want to get it looked at a bit more closely. Um, because I just don't feel like my body is responding well. And to be honest, I feel like prep is the cause of it because after my last show, like my hormones completely crashed. I lost my period and like you start, your hair starts falling out from how um, lean you are. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember like hearing that that happens to other girls and thinking like, wow, I would never push myself that hard. And all of a sudden you do because the sport has progressed so much. So I'm just, yeah, that's, I just want to feel like, my, yeah, I just want to feel like my body like feels back to normal. And then all of a sudden it hit me that I don't know what my normal is because mm-hmm. I've only ever been in prep or off season and, and my off seasons have been long. Yeah. Like I've given myself lots of time to grow, but a year in between shows is not, that's really only seven months of off season. It's not long enough to like really know what your real normal is. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I think that's a really important point. Um, and I know I've seen, uh, we've seen other competitors and friends go through that, right? You know, the issues with the gut and your body, you're pushing yourself, but it's not changing the way you want to and things just don't feel right. The best decision is to not bring yourself into a worse place. And prep will naturally bring you there. Like it is truly competing. It's truly performing at your physical, not your finest moment, right? Even though you look crazy, it's not a healthy place. So um, I respect that more than anything, really, just to say early on, that's the other thing. You decide this quite early on, like 20 something weeks out, right? Yeah, like 20 weeks out, basically. Yeah, like you didn't already say, well, let's just give it a few more months and see what happens and slowly watch your mental health and your physical health get into a worse place. That would be way harder to dig yourself out of. Yeah. That's one of the hardest decisions to make, especially early on in prep, because I'm sure you wanted to bring this up to ladies, but, you know, sometimes we use prep as a way to, you know, cope with how we feel about our bodies. We say, oh, I don't want to be living in this body, so I'm going to prep. Yeah, that's literally part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am. I love my body when I'm in prep because I'm fit as hell. Who doesn't? Right. Like I'm like look at my abs, look at my lines. Like I look good. I can put on anything and I don't have rolls. I don't have cellulite. Like I got, you know, like it's, and to be honest, I don't really even think about my body. Like I think about my physique that I'm building and that I'm sculpting, but like me as a human in my body, I hardly even think about it because there's nothing to think about. I know that it objectively looks good. And then when I'm in my off season, I don't love all of the extra curves sometimes, but I also can objectively say like, well, this is what an off-season body looks like knowing that a prep is coming again. So that's kind of what's been happening. I've realized the last like six, this is year six now, right? Like that I'm in my off-season and while I may not love all of it, I'm totally accepting of it because a prep is coming, like because I will be in prep again. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm only conditionally loving my body under the condition that it's not going to stay this way, that it's going to change. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. when is the last time that I actually liked my body without wanting to change it? That's like and- a bomb dropping right there. You know, I think that's a huge truth bomb. Yeah. If you're living in your body thinking, oh, I'm you know, I'm happy with this now because it's not always going to be like this. I think that's a tough one, right? I don't think we should be telling ourselves that. I really think that's like a normal thought too for competitors. Like I think regardless if you're in a really healthy mindset or not, like you still will have those thoughts here and there because 
we've been talking back and forth too about like where I'm at in my fitness journey and I'm kind of teetering on the edge if I ever want to compete again too just kind of for a lot of the reasons Allison said but the main reason being is like I just want to look good and feel good all the time and not have to yeah like Allison said kind of like be like oh well I like my body right now because I know I'm going to get leaner soon you know I don't want to like have that mindset either yeah Yeah. just be nice to like be healthy and be in a place that you like kind of all the time without having to like use prep Mm -hmm. and in and in terms of like and accept yourself without the conditions of a weight a certain weight or exact look right because I and I've been there too is I'm a little bit less I think body focused in certain ways because I I'm very fortunate to have grown up without facing eating disorders and facing a lot of that in my family I'm I just wasn't raised that way and around those people that would encourage that sort of um, toxicity. So I'm thankful for that. But because of prep, sometimes you go through an off season, you look at yourself, you oh yeah, well, I got some extra fluff here and there and it won't be there forever. And you just catch yourself saying these things. Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I even saying that in the first place? Uh, at some point, it is I've been be enjoying better. myself. Yeah. And like, like sometimes too, I'll like look at my body and be like, ooh, I can't wait to chip away what's under this. And I know we've all said that. Oh, I can't wait to see what's under the fluff. And it's just like you're three pounds of fluff. Like, <laughs> like shut the fuck up, you know? Yeah. And I think that it's funny. Like, I'll see other people say things like that online. Like, somebody will make a post and they'll be like, wow, like, I can't wait to see what's under here. And I'm like, under what? That's what I mean, right? Under what? I'm like, there's nothing there. And I have a feeling that like people think that about me too, but my own body image has become super distorted from from prep and from bodybuilding, I think, to the point where like I actually think that there's so much body fat on my body that you can't see any lines or any muscles. And I'm like, like not true. Exactly. But is the goal to like, do I have to see all my lines and muscles or can I just be, like, I don't, well, need, I don't thing, know. Right? Is we think in like such a competitor way. So like yeah. our minds work in competitor mode all the time. And like, we've yeah. been competing for a long time too. So it's kind of just like, you know, like we build that up in our head and that becomes the way that we think, which is awesome. But at the same time, it's like, like between us three, like we aren't seeking this out as like a hardcore career or like, you know, we do this because we passionately love it and we do it in our own time and we spend our own money. So it's like, we can choose this. We can choose if that's like how we want ourselves to look and feel like no one's forcing us to do this either. Right. And it's okay as we get older that our priorities change and our goalpost moves a little bit too. Right. Agreed. And I don't think, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and it's like sometimes exhausting to just like constantly be put in a box, you know, some people love that and thrive in it. Personally, I've been feeling like I want to like rebel a little bit just because of it. (laughs) Not you. Also isn't healthy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. A year ago, 
literally less than a year ago, I still wanted to make it my career. Like I wanted to just like leave my nine to five and do coaching full time and dedicate everything to the sport and be like, look, I've only got like a couple more years of like, you know, when I'm like young enough to just really go for it. And then, and then my hormones crashed after my last show and I gained way more weight than, than I felt comfortable with to the point where like I really did like like I did not feel or look even like myself like I Mm -hmm. and it was just so like scary honestly to be like if I go through prep again like what if this happens again because you can say like oh Mm -hmm. she has no discipline she blew up and it's like or your the diet was literally so severe that your body just absolutely freaks out after and I mean I'm not the only one like you there's countless stories of people like losing their hair losing their periods like getting SIBO or Hashimoto's or like any all these different kind of like gut disorders or um after uh after a prep And and when all those things are happening, you have to like stop and ask yourself like, okay, I'm not making money from this. Like, you know, I'm not making this my career. Like you have to like, look at all the things. It's like, is it worth literally deteriorating my health? Like, is it worth it? Sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes your answer will be yes. Right. But sometimes it's a, it's going to be a no. And honestly, that's okay too. Yeah. I think sometimes we get in our head that like, we have to do this and we have to continue because also too we have that competitor mindset where like you know you don't give up and you don't like let yourself do that but like it's not giving up either you know it's okay to like say no and take a step back if it's for your literal health yeah that's just it I can imagine myself getting to a point of wanting to do another show in the future like I absolutely can and But I need to be 100% confident that like my body now, just as a regular human living everyday life is functioning normally. Like when it, if I feel like in my gut and like that something is not right and blood, like a simple blood test isn't giving me the answer, then maybe it's worth digging in a little bit deeper. It is for, for sure. sure. Like for if sure. I, if I know in my gut, there's something up with my body and something is not normal in the way that it's responding to like what I eat and how I eat and movement and everything like that. I can't just go get one blood test and be like, Oh, well the numbers were fine. So I'm fine. If I know yeah. that something is wrong. And well, that's the thing maybe, too, is like when it comes yeah. to your health, you have to fight for that shit. I know it's really tough. So I'm going to have to talk to my doctor again and be like, okay, I know the numbers came back normal, but like, what else can we look at? Cause I don't feel normal. Yeah, Um, And that's where, you know, I think it's worth, I'm once again, grateful for Canada. We have so much access to healthcare here is you can go to other specialists. You can go to alternative routes. You know, your body, like you said, you've been doing this for years now. And so, you know, if something's not right. Yeah, that's just I it. Like, I, I want to prep again, and I think that I will. I uh, maybe, maybe next spring, maybe next summer, or something. But if I like, I just need to figure this out first. And like, prep is a big decision. And um, 
Oh, you've got to separate your body image from it because I was in the sport for so long that it just became who I am. I am a bodybuilder. Like that's literally like people would introduce me like, oh, this is Alice in the bodybuilder. I moved back to my hometown and yeah. everyone goes, oh, you do bodybuilding. Like nobody asks about what I did for work or my traveling or music or anything. They just like, everyone goes, oh, are you the bodybuilder? Even people I don't know, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, you're, you're so-and-so the bodybuilder, like so-and-so's friend, you know? I'm like, like it literally became my entire identity. So you know, like when you're prepping for a show and you want to achieve stage lean, right? So the whole time you're in prep, you're going like, I want to get to stage lean. So that is the target. And that is what your body needs to look like. So I do that with off seasons going, when I start prep, this is what I need to look like. So in the same way, that mental anguish that you're in during prep going, am I going to look how I need to look? I literally spend my entire off season with the exact same body focus. Like when yeah. I start prep at 20 weeks out, I need to look like this. I think and that's so- a huge difference between myself and yourself at this moment. Like that is something I've never experienced in my off season ever. Yeah. Cause you haven't done that many seasons yet. Right. Like, to know what you need to start a prep looking like. And that is a huge pressure because that literally means that every day of my life, I am trying to make my body fit a certain look, whether or not it's small or big or lean or soft. Like I'm still trying to force my body to um, look a certain way. And that just makes me living my life right now, like super unenjoyable because I can't even just like, literally I can't even go to the gym and do a workout without being like, I'm not lean enough, or I'm not big enough, or I'm not, you know, like, okay, 20 weeks out is in four weeks. So I'm basically treating it like prep. And yeah, well, that's I, kind of also too like where we're at in the sport. And I don't mean like obsessively, like, ne- like, negatively looking at yourself like that. But I mean, like, the sport has developed so much that like, yeah you do almost have to think in that mindset all year round, whether it be your off season or not, because in your off season, like that's when you're building and those girls up there now are like fucking jacked. So you do have to be like in that mindset, like, okay, every time you go in, it's with a purpose. Every time you like do an exercise, it's with intention because yeah, once prep comes and you get lean, your goal isn't to be putting on that muscle anymore. So you almost do have to be in that mindset to be successful in the sport. And that could be very taxing on your mind, especially after, I mean, fuck, I've been competing since my first show was 2015. So yeah, no, it can become tiring, but I also think with that, because also too, like we're not dissing competing at all. We all love it, but you know, sometimes it is exhausting on your mind too. And it's okay to like take a mental and physical break from it. And like you said, Allison, it's not like you're not like, you're not saying you're not ever going to come back to it. Yeah. yeah maybe next year. Great. Yeah. This is this. Cause I've competed every year, like 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, it's true COVID times you made it happen more than that so yeah that's really it's an incredible thing and it maybe is a well-deserved break something I was quickly going to mention is like I I, in my 
most recent off season, which was my most intentional off season, it looked a lot more like I actually just found a gym that was inspiring as a bodybuilder's gym. Obviously I'm talking about West coast iron. And every time I went there, it was like, I had no choice, but to push myself. Like it felt right to push myself for my goals, but it was coming back and knowing I'm feeding myself in a way that's allowing me to grow. And I'm not worried if it's involving extra body fat. Like it just wasn't a stressor for me as much as maybe it, it should have been in some ways, like, because like Ash and you've been saying is it is important to recognize how much, you know, how much extra tissue are you really gaining off season? Like the stuff you don't need for competing. Like you want to set yourself up to start a prep where it's, you're not pushing yourself too much and too fast because you have extra body fat, but it just wasn't as much of a focus as it was gaining the muscle and pushing really hard in the gym. And I do feel I brought a better package from that. So can it be done where you have an off season that's a little bit less body focused? I think so. But if you notice that you're in the gym every time and all it is, is you telling me I'm not enough or I'm too much this, it might not be a good place to start a prep pretty soon after that. Yeah. I agree to that. And I, I personally feel like I am kind of with you, Gabby, like with my personal off season this time, I've kind of let go of that strict body image and I feel like that's almost why I'm teetering on the edge of wanting to compete again because I am I've like let that go and I'm mentally not straining on it anymore and when I'm going in and I've I've mentioned this on the podcast before too but like I've kind of switched my training to just like go and I'm just enjoying it I'm just doing what I want and I know Allison you've said this before too but when you just stop mentally putting yourself like in that competing box and you're just taking care of your body like your physique will come with that that's something I tell clients as well Mm -hmm. too like just take care of yourself and it'll follow and I feel like that's kind of like where I'm at is like I like my body in a healthy way and like I don't want to I don't want to fucking get lean anymore you know I don't want to see myself get that lean I don't like it and um So yeah, I'm kind of like with you, Gabby, where it's just like, I've kind of found a place where like, I'm just enjoying training and just enjoying that shit. That might be the place where, you know, you enough time there, you put on enough muscle, you might end up saying, Hey, actually, I do want to compete again, because I feel really good where I'm at. And with, and you're going to put the muscle on anyways, you know, you're doing, even though you're not training right now, necessarily with oh, I just need to train within this criteria, you're still going to be putting the muscle on and you'll probably end up looking closer to the criteria than you thought, you know? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Because I mean, the, whole, how- the whole criteria is growing. People, the, the ladies true. are huge, man. I was, talking to, um, I was talking to one of my clients last night and she was like, oh, I just, I can't remember what she said, but basically I responded with like, dude, consistency is a real thing. Like, even me since I broke my ankle I've I have gone to the gym way less than I normally do but it's been consistent like it's been three days a week every single week I haven't missed in five months or four months since I started training again after my ankle break so it's like three days a week isn't a lot but my workouts were super effective I was sore every time I like I know that I was building every time and sure enough even after that like four months later, like I have consistently built and I can see a change in my physique. And I'm like, 
it really doesn't take that much work or effort. Like, I don't know if I want to have to have this pressure of like, if I don't go five days a week, I'm not going to be good enough to go to nationals. Or mm-hmm. um, if I don't diet 100, here's the thing too, is that, yeah, I, I have been mostly consistent on my diet since I broke my ankle as well. And it's just been really hard to get into it. And I think like in the back of my head, <laughs> there's been this like, the reason why I can't seem to make myself commit is because ultimately like my inner self knows that I'm not ready to, but I've been super consistent still regardless. Like I still have all my basic meals all the time. I might eat a couple extra things here and there, but like still over the last five months I've been super consistent. And so like, I can still see positive change over the last five months, even though in the moment I'm going like, I'm failing. I haven't been perfect. I have fucked up this. I fucked up that. I skipped that workout, but I can look back five months later and be like, well, actually like I've been consistently training and consistently eating well. And like, I'm consistently like making progress and looking better. So Mm -hmm. why have I been so hard on myself? And yeah. I I think that's a a amazing thing to mention not just for competitors but also for livestock clients right yeah that message of just a little bit more consistency really goes a long ways sounds cheesy and probably repetitive but it's true and if you aren't seeing progress or aren't seeing something that you're wanting to just doing things a little more consistently and it doesn't have to mean more right you don't have to track so much more. You don't have to train so much more. It's just keep doing the things that are, you know, are good for you and you'll serve your body and mind. Yeah. And same with this client. Like she is an amazing client, like literally five-star client. And she's probably had like three check-ins in the last six months where she's like, this week was a fucking write-off. And it was like, I went to one barbecue and then the next day was a birthday party. And then there was leftovers at work and then somebody brought in cookies and she's like, I just fucked up the whole week, but like four days straight or five days straight out of this week. Sorry. This week is like a two out of five. And I'm like, okay, but you know, in that moment, she's feeling like a complete failure, but all of a sudden six months later, it's like, okay, so you had three bad weeks in six months. (laughs) You're doing good, man you know? And so I think we need to all get out of our own heads a little bit because, um, it's so easy to be stressed out in the moment, but in the big picture, like you're doing really well and try that to apply that to your body image as well, because, um, I was, I can't get over Melissa Bumstead and Courtney King's new podcast, by the way, it's called Giver. Yeah. But episode two, I think it's like Mel's big news spoiler alert I'm sorry but she just she like announces her retirement from competing and I literally listened to it the day that I was like I don't think I should do this show this year and there's a lot of parallels there Hmm. um but she said that like her body image was directly related to what she did the day before like if she woke up and was just like had a really good day of just truly taking care of her body. Like she went for a walk, she ate good foods. She trained because it felt good. Um, She drank water because like, it's good to drink. Like, you know, like she just all the things that her body actually needed and not from a place of 
I need to look a certain way or whatever. She would wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and be like, I look fucking good. Like, yeah, girl, look at you taking care of this body. Look at this body that you take care of. Right. Like she felt like Mm -hmm. pride in it and stuff. And then if she would go and if she binged or like ate like shit from like a self-sabotage way, she'd wake up literally one day later the next day and look in the mirror and be like, your body is so gross or like I, I don't remember what she said but she said it was completely correlated and I'm like I, I yeah and I'm thing. like man like I'm in that mindset now sometimes too and so I yeah I just don't want to be in that mindset um no and and you shouldn't be that's yeah. unfortunately I can see how the sport can bring that about but we are not encouraging that and we don't want that to be the normal in no. this right we, I, I don't want women to be going through the sport thinking oh to bodybuild and to be successful I have to directly relate how I see myself to what I ate or yeah it's feeling bloated versus not like uh-uh yeah. no and again like to all the listeners keep in mind I've been doing this for a long time and I've literally only done national shows for four years now like four years out of my six years doing it so like you're at a completely different level at that point and it's so different like I think for a for a beginner like I almost want to just do only a regional show for the fun of it because I I love the physical challenge of you say that until you get fucking stuck in call outs <laughs> <sighs> I know but but it happens but I remember the feeling of like doing my first show and just before I did my first show and just even before I did bodybuilding I remember just being like I want to feel fit I want to feel strong I want to feel capable and I remember I signed up for a half marathon and I did it and I was super proud of myself and I did a tough mutter and that was like brutally hard but I felt really like strong and accomplished and when I did my first bodybuilding show it was the same thing I was like I want to set a goal and like yeah I want to get some abs and like look real fit and like feel really good but like I wanted to set a physical goal and I felt like it was a really fun challenge Mm. prove that I could do it physically and now it's like it doesn't feel like oh, I'm going to nationals. The first couple of times I went to like a national level show. Yeah. Super fun. Oh my God. I'm so excited to go to nationals. But now it's gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, like I want to go to a national show again. Therefore I need to start my prep looking this way. Therefore what I currently look like is not there yet. Therefore I have to like be in a diet and body focused mindset my whole off season now. So like, awesome. Yeah. Sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, but like what I am hearing from you is that you've kind of just like maybe lost your why, like maybe you're putting too much pressure on the competition itself and like putting that too much pressure on yourself rather than just like enjoying the process anymore. Yeah. Like the winning is a big deal in the sport, especially if you're like going to like these top level shows all of the time. And and I knew going into my last season, I did the Natural Nationals and Toronto Pro a week apart in 2020, end of 2021. And then three weeks later, I did the Van Pro. By Van Pro, I was very close to like the conditioning I I needed. But I knew like partway through that prep, like I am not going to be ready. And I didn't care 
I lit like truly from the bottom of my heart. Like I was so happy going to those shows anyway. I came last at at the natural nationals. And then a week later I ended up losing three pounds over peak week just because my body responded beautifully. And I looked so amazing. And I got fifth at the Toronto pro and like beat people that I was like, Oh my God, they're going to cream me. So like, it was kind of cool. Like it was a really cool experience. And I was just like, so happy to do those shows without the pressure of winning truly. But at some point you go, okay, like that was fun. I made amazing friendships. It was such a good experience. I don't even care how much money I spent on it. I wouldn't trade those memories for the world, honestly. And that's where I get more pride out of my bodybuilding career is from the connections I made and the memories I have and everything. But there does come a point where you're like, okay, but I still really would like to win. Mm-hmm. And, course, it's and that's true to anyone that to anyone that's winning their pro card or winning a national, even just winning their class at a national show, like you have to exist at such a different level of existence. (laughs) And like, like you can't, you're not normal. Like (laughs) everything you do, you eat, sleep and breathe the sport. And, um, and so, yeah, it, it took a turn for me. Like if I'm going to put all of my effort into a prep, like I want to win. And so therefore it's just putting this like massive pressure on me to even start a prep. Like, mm-hmm. at, I get uh, that. yeah. Yeah. So I think that actually ties into one controversial maybe thing I wanted to bring up with you guys on this one. Um, I think it ties in perfectly actually. So how do you guys feel about people that use bodybuilding shows as like more of a transformation challenge than actually being competitive. And one of our mutual friends kind of brought this up to me many times. And I'm curious to hear what you guys think, because I know that some bodybuilding shows actually have a transformation category, right? Like if you had a major fat loss or something and you really want to, you know, step on stage and showcase that to your friends and family, but you know, you're not going to be competitive, so to say, but a lot of our shows don't have that. And you see people that you know, they still step on stage. It's incredibly brave and like amazing that they achieved what they did, but you know, they're not stage lean. Like, how do you feel? What, what does that mean for the sport? How do you feel about people that choose to do that? I love it. I I genuinely love it. Okay. I'm going to come with you at a different opinion. I dislike it. I highly, highly dislike it. I find it, this is just my personal opinion too. I find it honestly like a little bit disrespectful. Um, And the reason why is because this is a sport. It's not like the, it's not just a, hey, I lost 30 pounds. I'm going to do this. I think there is other things that you can do to show that off. Um, I find as like a competitor who does like when I'm prepping, I do take it very seriously. I just kind of find it like, a little bit insulting to feel like, oh, just because I lost weight, I'm going to step on stage now when there's competitors that work like really, really hard all year round and like dedicated to that sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't affect me at all because at the end of the day, those people are going to be at the regional shows and they're going to do those categories and all the power to them. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I thought there were some diverse opinions on it too, right? Yeah, but that's just yeah. it. Is that like they're going to be at a regional show? And if let's just say it was somebody who was like, you know, I mean, think about it this way my client, Mackenzie, neither of you would have guessed that she had lost 194 pounds. Like you guys, w- 
you couldn't even tell when you totally she she brought it right and that's you know and like she she was there she was there she looked like she belonged i know that's the thing but what if she didn't what if she didn't look like she belonged i feel like it's not there's other people that didn't lose 195 pounds and they still don't look like they quote unquote it's not about the weight that you lost. It's not about that. It's the mindset. If you go on stage because you're like, I lost 30 pounds or I lost 200 pounds. Now the next step is just to go on stage. That's what I don't like. I think like if you, it doesn't matter what your physique looks like on stage. It's about like what you think. If you love the sport and you know the sport and maybe you're not in shape yet, but you love the sport. I think get up there for sure but if your mindset is only because you lost weight the next you feel the next step in your journey is to go on stage that's what I don't like because that's not what it's about this is a fucking sport you know so I think it's just about the way you think about it yeah I, I I hear like I really hear both sides on this one um, I think the part of the sport that I celebrate the most is what I've actually built in terms of muscle. Like it is so exciting to see your muscle come through and it's a, not a fat loss sport for me, even though you do have to lose fat to see that muscle on stage. So I yeah. think it's totally two different goals and there should be more um, transformation challenges done at shows. Like I really would love to see that a whole category and people recognize for their fat loss because that is an incredible thing. It'd be cool if just at least one of the regional shows in BC like took that on yes. and had a challenge category, I'm... like just so that like someone's got to have that category somewhere, you know, like I, I just like no, I don't. It's not bodybuilding. Like it's not. That's not what this sport's about. So I don't feel like we should be spending money on just that. I feel like you know if if you did that and you want to seek out something like that I think like WBFF always has that like transformation categories and stuff I feel like maybe find something like that but I don't think we should accommodate everybody because that's not what this sport is and I feel like you know it goes hand in hand with like everything these days like I don't feel like we need to be accommodating everybody for everything I actually love that there's so many different opinions on our podcast because (laughs) I think this is why I brought the question up because I know this person who you both know very well too she would just love this whole dialogue so (laughs) I hope she appreciates me asking this one (laughs) like I respect your guys's opinions a hundred percent it's just not mine right yeah I don't know I, I I know what you mean like if I were to see someone who would undergone like a hundred pound weight loss transformation but they still were like from a bodybuilding standpoint like 50 pounds overweight I would be like okay like like I don't know if that kind of a category is exactly what I'd like to see on like a bodybuilding stage but when I think of again when I think about my client it is not bodybuilding yeah when I think about my client who lost 195 pounds but like actually is a bodybuilder and like looks like a bodybuilder and I'm like okay like that's fucking badass and I'm sure there are lots of other people out there too like maybe it's a transformation challenge but the category has a lot of like it'll have a wide range but even true novice like at any regional show true novice you have such a wide range you have people that show up for the first time looking like they could win their pro card 
and you have people showing up for the first time being like oh like good job you did a good job but like their physique isn't there you know so it's um yeah, yeah. no that's the always the interesting part about true novice right yeah but that, I think that's what we're saying in this too is true novice is not necessarily the place you belong right like there should be an additional area for that like that if you step on stage and people are because here I'm gonna throw it from another perspective when my parents come to watch a show they don't really know what the hell is going on bodybuilding is very foreign to them right they'll see people come on stage with the muscles and the definition they're like okay yeah I get that that's probably what bodybuilding is and then once in a while you know someone will come on stage and they really just don't look like they fit, right? And it's because they don't have the muscle density. They they have achieved, obviously there's a there's something they've achieved that makes them want to step up there and that's good. But to an outsider's eye, it's a little bit confusing, if that makes sense. I just feel like if we continuously change the rules and add categories and this and that to accommodate every, everybody, we are going to lose bodybuilding. Like we are going to lose what it truly is. And from an outside person, like, yeah, it might be confusing if you go to the regional show and you see someone that's out of shape, but like, you know, it's like, well, you're going to see that here and there, but I don't think because we have a few out of shape people that we need to now accommodate and have a whole category for them. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're out of shape and you Mm want to be bodybuilder, go work harder. Meanwhile, there's me, and I literally want a new category that's like called actual bikini. <laughs> you know what? Maybe they should have. You know how they brought back classic? Yeah, like they brought classic to bring back that look. What if they brought like classic bikini? Yeah, it was like, bikini like from like 2012 conditioning. Yeah, like fuck, that's what I see. Like that's where I want to put my body. Like, and I and I think that's also body. why you know um. What's her name? Uh, Hannah Renfrez, I think. Is that her surname? Renfrez, yeah. Yeah, like she went to WBFF and I, she looks fantastic. It's a little bit of a softer look and it, it yeah. works for her, right? She didn't Actually, feel like push her body girls. to yeah. this level anymore. And and I respect that. I understand that bikinis become a very, very hard to achieve category at, at a higher yeah. level now. It's not some, oh, anyone could probably achieve this within training for six months, right? Yeah. No, it's called starving for six months. <laughs> lots and lots of gear. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's not impossible to do well, um, you know, with like a reasonable diet and reasonable training and reasonable cardio and everything. But it's, you know, and being natural and all of these things. But it's we're talking about the top pros here. It is much more common to be living eating sleeping and breathing the sport have nothing else going on in your life and to be making choices you almost have to at the point where your health yeah yeah you almost have to be at that like obsessiveness to be yeah it's like that for any any top sport though I do see that and recognize that that if you're at the top of any sport or any field outside of sport you you're obsessed you are different. Think yeah. about Simone Simone Biles, like the gymnastics um, prodigy. Like she dropped out of the Olympics because she it was not good for her mental health. And I'm like, that's crazy, because yeah. you know you would never hear that 
before. So I think people are taking their mental health seriously. And yeah, like in my case, it's impacting my body image. Um, I don't think my body image has ever been so low ever, like in 20 years, literally (laughs) from when I was like a very young teenager and had like severe body image and eating disorder. And all of a sudden, 20 years later, like just after going through all that weight gain after my last show and my hormones crashing and, and not feeling like I recognize my body in the mirror, like I'm, yeah. So just to bring it back to body image, like it's something that I just need to fix. So, yeah, and I, and I hope that resonates with lots of our listeners too, because I'm sure I know that from the stories and friends I've been watching, there are many women I know that have gone through this probably fellas too, but I'm not sure as much. Yeah. Yeah. And like, before we go too, I just want to also flip the switch and just say like, it's okay to take a step back from bodybuilding too, if you're having such a good body image too. So oh it can go God, both yeah. ways, right? Cause like, like I said earlier, like that's like kind of why I don't want to compete so it can go both ways so don't ever feel bad totally. yeah, I actually was it. feeling that this year when I was you guys remember I talked about it too like post-surgery I'm like do I even want to compete I feel so good in my body right now yeah <laughs> now here I am like eight weeks or just under eight weeks out and I'm like I kind of miss that yeah. <laughs> I miss how I felt yeah yeah I um, feel like I can see that light at the end of the tunnel for me, like deep inside. I know that if I just take care of my body that I'm going to fucking love it. Like, mm -hmm. and I, and I remember like, I was looking back at one of my old posts and it was like talking about how I don't love a lot of my body when I'm super, super lean. And I look back at those pictures and I'm so thin and so like my face is sunken in and I'm like, God, there's something to be said for having like full cheeks, like on your face and full cheeks on your butt too. Like, you know, I like think about how much like that needs to be celebrated as well. And yeah, it's so. hard on one hand, like I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, I see cellulite or I see body fat in general. And I look at it as a bad thing. But on the other hand, I'm trying to picture like from an outside perspective, like just looking that is like a healthy normal body and like why can't that be celebrated too so and it should be so yeah I think that's a really important point to end on just we should be celebrating those things they yeah. are normal they are healthy and we need to love ourselves first before pushing yeah. bodies to extreme this is okay this is one little quick question I wanted to ask and I wanted to start with it but could you sum up what does it mean to have a good body image like in one sentence or in one short response? I think just like acceptance and self-love. Mm-hmm. I would say unconditional self-love. Like doesn't matter what you're feeling or going through. You just say, look, this is still my body and I'm I'm here. I'm present. I love it. And yeah. just know that like, I don't know, with the right tools, you can always work through things. So yeah. don't ever feel like you're like stuck in one spot because you're never... Yeah. But yeah. And I'm not even saying that from as in like, that's a perfectly easy thing to do. It's hard to do is have unconditional Especially in our society. Love. Yeah. 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 I would say for me, like my goal with my body image is to, is to take care of my body. And therefore, like if my body is taking care, taking care of exactly how it needs to be, it is going to look exactly what it needs to look like. Mm-hmm. 
and what it naturally will look like. Like if I move my body in a healthy way and I nourish my body in a healthy way, like my body is naturally just going to look exactly what it's supposed to look like. And that is the body that like, I will love the best. And if there's little dimples on it, then there's little dimples on it. If I have a little bit of extra body fat, like that's fine. But if I'm truly, I know in my heart that like my actions are taking care of it, then it is exactly what it's supposed to be. Mm, Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I think that is a good place to end it. I love that, Allison. So um, yeah, we love you guys. Love yourselves. We're here for you guys. Love yourselves, please. (laughs) And uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Overall Package Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Overall Package Podcast. And I'm Astronaut. I'm Allison Ann Fitness. And I'm Gabrielle Folietta. Peace. See you.